MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lombardi line as we welcome you in on a Friday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We say hi to you. Hope you're having a great Friday. Of course, we've got shows coming up Saturday and Sunday here on the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi's quarterback tiers. We start with 32 tomorrow. I was dying looking at the list as we <laughs> welcome you back in for a second hour. Ton to do. I can send you. I haven't done the whole no, list. No, no, no. I, I haven't done the whole I list. Don't yet. send me the whole list. Don't send me it. Okay. Because I like I like being surprised. Although I, it's like I wasn't surprised at 32, but for for some reason when I saw the name, I just laughed out loud. You'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out exactly. And then now again, I don't be much suspense. I, I don't know where this quarterback we're going to discuss coming up in four minutes. Let's just do a couple things before. But Jalen Hurts, I don't know where he falls on your list. We'll get to him and the Eagles coming up in just a little bit. Josh Applebaum's going to join over the next hour as well. We'll get into a little baseball. By the way, you've got a gold medal game. You may be sleeping tonight, and plus, NBC is not going to show you the whole game, but USA-France, numbers up to 13.5. Looks like the unders being bet as well. Thoughts on the gold medal game tonight? You know, as long as we have my man Durant and he plays, I feel pretty good about it. I can't imagine that, you know, with this being the gold medal and they can come home from this, that they're not going to go out there and just lay it out there and give it everything they have. So... I would be surprised. I, you know, I do think that in these kind of games, the under tends to play. It becomes every possession becomes more valuable. And when you've got great shooters like Durant and Lillard on the court, you should win the game. I mean, I think they really have a distinct advantage, obviously. And I think the enthusiasm is why this number is being driven back. Yeah, I'm going to get you the total, 13 and a half on the side. Uh, of course, you know, that USA team 11 days ago when they lost to France, neither team has lost since then. It it was also, you know, USA had a double-digit lead, and France closed out the third well, went on like a 14-2 run in the fourth. Really where they killed them was in the paint. You know, you, you, United States in transition yeah. was killing France, and then when they slowed it down, that's when France took over. But don't you think that they've played them once now? They kind of have a of sense of it, right? That this is how they want to play. And 
And the second game is always an adjustment game, right? It's like we talk about in the seven-game series. There's always, you, okay, this is how you want to play it. Here's what we're going to do to counter how you want to play it. Totally. So, uh, for me, I think that really helped. Losing helps them. I think it'll help them. This is, uh, again, the one, 175 and a half for the total. That is getting bet down just a little bit. This is the finish line for the Americans. Michael, they, they can win for fun if they want to win here, right? I mean, this is, you've gotten here. Yeah. And like you said yesterday, Drew Holiday kind of getting integrated and assimilating himself after winning a championship, jumping on a bird and flying out there. Those guys that are out there, if they want to win tonight, they will. It's just by how much in the, total, in, in the sides 13 and a half here. Yeah, I mean, I just think the fact that they played them, they know how to play them, and their focus and attention, and they're playing within a good rhythm right now, I, I think that certainly gives us a distinct advantage because we do have the best team. The best team has to play the best, but we do have the best team. And when they win, they win against the spread. They're 4-0 ATS of the United States. That's coming up tonight. I don't know if you if you and Millie will be chilling watching the Olympics. What's hard about it, again, I, not to belabor what's already been discussed ad nauseum but also you know if you're expecting to turn into nbc proper tonight and see the gold medal game that's going to be interspersed with track and field and gymnastics it's not just you're not just going to be able to watch the game straight up yeah i don't know why they just don't charge us like say okay if you want to watch all the olympics you you pick what you want to watch it's 1995 whatever it is like why do we have to watch 10,000 toyota commercials and then not see everything we want to see. The, com- the commercials are Get your Get back bus. to me on that when you ponder that. I will, No, I'm, I'm going to contact NBC today after the show, and I'll try to get an answer for you. The, I do know that the commercials are your bugaboo. When, and I don't hate seeing Lily. I know sometimes she bothers you and gets in your mix, but you, the commercials. Not, not, no, Lily doesn't bother me. Lily doesn't bother me. Lily, I'm good with Lily. Jamie bothers me. I make that very clear. The, I, I like to see more Dr. Rick, less Jamie. I've been good on that. <laughs> That's coming up tonight at 1030 Michael's time. What time would it be for me? 7.30 on the West Coast. Gold medal game. So they've gotten to the finish line. Can they close out? They will win the game. The question is 13 and a half. By the way, USA was laying 12 and a half yesterday. So that's jumped up a point. Lombardi line on a Friday. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. We'll start where we started at the top of the show. And that is the Hall of Fame game quickly. And then we'll move on to the Eagles here, Michael Lombardi. Uh, your, your takeaways. A 16-3 win for the Steelers. The Steelers ended up closing two. That total came down 34 to 31 and a half stays well under the total. We talked about that yesterday. You recommended the under on the game, but just again, football's back. I know a half hour before the game started, I had that anticipatory feeling like this feels good. We're going to, so it just felt good to have it yeah. back, Michael. It did. And I mean, look, both teams, I thought were farther along than I anticipated. I didn't think it was a sloppy game. It wasn't a great game by no means, but who expects it to be one, right? You know, and I think if you're a Dallas fan, you're concerned about Neshke at left tackle playing in the backup role. Can he handle it? If And who's our backup quarterback? Are we good enough? Garrett Gilbert's not good enough. My man Fanucci isn't either. And, you know, I'm not sure Cooper Rush is. So where are we going here with Dak? Shoulder injury? What's going on here? Uh, so that, to me, would be a concern. If you're Pittsburgh, look, you like Najee Harris. You think that Haskins came in and made some throws. Do- Joshua Dobbs came in and actually played as good as any of the quarterbacks. So, you know, you feel good about it. Your offensive line, you don't know how well they'll play because the level of comp wasn't there. So it's a work in progress. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, 8 of 13. Rudolph, 6 of 9. A lot of those were dinks and dunks, though. It's not like they were stretching the field. I actually thought of the two offenses, if I'm being fair, I thought the Cowboys were a little more prolific. They obviously outgained the Steelers. But I just thought they looked a little bit more fluid. Yeah, they I thought they did. I thought they had a nice rhythm going to them. And, of course, you know, that first opening drive, their first off, that was most of their starters in the offensive line against the backup. So you're going to look better. You know, everything about preseason games, the offensive lines. When you don't have a good line and you're playing a bunch of guys back there that are on the ground all the time, it's hard to get your offense going. I mean, it's, you know, preseason football is just like regular season football. If your line's bad, your offense is going to be bad. And that's typically what happened because there's, most teams don't have 10, 12, 13 offensive linemen to help them. Just take the divisions and put them over here. If I'm just asking you about the two teams, Pittsburgh and Dallas, I don't care. I'm not even going to throw you win totals. Just who, who your vibes on those two teams. Who are you more bullish on right now? 
You know, I, I would say I was probably, you know, I don't like Pittsburgh's team. I really, I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. But then I see Tomlin, and, and I think Tomlin can coach. He's proven to be too successful. He hasn't had a losing right. season. He finds, I mean, two years ago, without a quarterback, they were able to win the turnover takeaway battle. I mean, he loses, what, the last two games of the season or three games that year? I think they scored 21 points in two games or something like that. You know, and they couldn't make the playoffs. But I thought it was a remarkable coaching job. I'm hesitant about Pittsburgh. I don't think they'll go over the total. But I don't think they're going to be as bad as maybe I originally did because I think he coaches them so well. To me, Dallas is always a wait-and-see approach. We've got to see where they are with the injuries. And we've got to see really what they are going to look like with their defense. I mean, that opening game against Tampa will be a really good indication how well conditioned they are as a team, how well is their offense going to generate. You know, Zeke said he's changed his diet a little bit. We know that. Thank God we had that interview. God forbid oh, if we didn't have you. that. Changed his diet, you know, and, uh, you know, he's in better shape, worked harder, changed his routine. Good for him. But, you know, Pittsburgh to me, nine, I, I think Pittsburgh would be hard to go over that. Same with Dallas. I mean, I think Dallas is going to struggle. They're too inconsistent to me to, to me to get a sense that they're great on defense. I just don't feel that way. And then because of that, you know, it's hard. But look, last year when they were humming, when their offense was going, if they got any help at all from their defense, they would have been a much better team. And they can't be any worse than they were last year on defense. It was one of the, besides the Tennessee Titans, it was one of the worst defenses in all of football. So I think that's why that number nine is there. Health, and they can't get any worse on defense. Now, even though Zeke did add an extra nose ring, there is no truth to the rumor he picked up a second job as a barista at Starbucks in the offseason. I can't confirm that, but I did. I can tell you he looked <laughs> svelte and he had a sweet nose ring. Let's talk Tomlin again, the Steelers, for a second. That's a precipitous drop from a 12-win team last year. Remember, they started 11-0, and I believe it was, and they lost four or five down the stretch. Yeah, they did. Eight and a half on the total, Michael. I mean, this is, this is a regression big time that's expected. I don't see him winning nine. I, do you see him winning nine? Let's take a look at the schedule. I'm going to throw the schedule in front of you, and I want you to take a look at it. You got it there? At the Bills to start, host the Raiders, host the Bengals, at the Packers. So it's not necessarily an easy start for this Pittsburgh team. Yeah, no, I know it's not easy. I, I just think to me that injuries are going to play a factor, obviously. This, I just have a hard time backing an offensive line that I don't feel really good about. And I'm not going to feel good about this offensive line until I see it against better competition. And right now on paper, I don't feel good. I also don't feel good about the other rusher. I know Highsmith had some good rushes last night, but I don't feel really good about them developing another rusher. Maybe it's Melvin Ingram. You know, he did right. not play well last year for the, San, for the Los Angeles Chargers. Maybe he'll give them a rebirth. We shall see. You know, we shall see. But to me, I, I'm more worried about, you know, are they going to be good enough on the offensive front? And is Ben good enough? I mean, we just dismissed that Ben's last year, well, it was his elbow. It was his elbow. It wasn't his elbow. He wouldn't throw the ball down the field. He got rid of the ball too quick. It had nothing to do with his elbow. It had everything to do with he was getting rid of the ball too quickly. He wouldn't hold it. You know, and this is why the emphasis has been, let's go back to try to run the ball a little bit to get the pressure off him. He can't carry the team. The market mirrors your feelings right now about the Steelers. Because if I tell you eight and a half on the win total, it's juiced up minus 135, headed towards eight for the Steelers. That would be a big drop. Again, a team that started 11 and 0, they finished 12 and 4. We add an extra game to the 17 uh, game season here. Good prop coming in from Bill Berman via poolside from Charleston, South Carolina. If I were to give you a prop on Pittsburgh and Dallas combined wins, okay, 17. Quick, how many games did the Pittsburgh Steelers win? I'm guessing you're saying eight on the Steelers, right? Eight on the Steelers, nine on the Cowboys, 17. I mean, I think that's the right number. That's a push. I would go. uh, Yeah. Yep. 
He, I mean, he, hey, listen, yeah. I know, I know, Ber I know Berman's celebrating his anniversary, but the amount of text messages we're getting, I don't know if, the, I don't know if it's going well down there. I, that's all I can say. Uh, I think it, it's going, the, the, actually, the, the further where he is right now, it's probably the best thing for him right there. That would be the ideal. That's a good day. I would agree. He's going to have a good day. Just let him, you know, there you go. Enjoy it. So we're burning. Probably Anissa's getting a massage, so he can't, he really, I mean, he's in good shape. One of the Get great, her a massage one, one of the great the cities, pool. one of the great cities, not just in the country, Michael Lombardi, Charleston, South Carolina, one of the great cities in the world. No doubt. No doubt. It's beautiful down there. So what else you got for me? Oh, I have there? a question what, for what you. you I have a, before about? we get off the Steelers, I'm, I'm burning money. If I take a flyer in division at five to one, I don't think you're burning money. I mean, I went back and watched the Cleveland Kansas city game yesterday. And if you go back and watch that game closely, you know, there were so many opportunities for Cleveland to win that game before Mahomes gets hurt, before Mahomes gets hurt. But what I learned from watching that tape is I'm really not sure that Cleveland defensively, from a scheme standpoint, is going to be good enough. I mean, I really, really worried about that. I'm worried about Joe Woods as the defense coordinator. I thought his game plan in that game wasn't very good. Do you realize in that game they got the ball back 22 to 17 with over four minutes to go in the game, and they had the ball back to put the game away and they couldn't do it? That really, that Kansas City's defense won that game for him. I know they let Chad Henney escape from the pocket. He goes for a third and 19. He gets a, he gets 19 and he gets 18 and a three quarters yards. I mean, you go back and watch that game and and really study it. You have to have some real doubts about Cleveland defensively. Now, they've added some players, which we think will help them. There's no doubt. But offensively, when they needed to make a play against the Kansas City Chiefs and they made Mayfield play from the pocket and they blitzed him and there was no easy throws down the field, it became a problem. They got out of a couple third and longs. He made a throw to Higgins. Higgins had a struggle to get the first down. They went for it on fourth down on the drive. I mean, there was a lot of times that they couldn't really get it going. They had a moment to win that game. They really did. Early in the or on the first drive of the game, they're coming down. They can't quite finish plays, and they can't stop Kansas City. So it's a long-winded answer, but I'm not sold that Cleveland's the elite team in the division. Well, that's my and that just is, watching that. And that is my bigger point, Michael. It, put this in the I'm supporting the Steelers bucket. They did beat Baltimore twice. You know this, and they split with Cleveland right. last year, and that I believe in week 17 was a close loss at Cleveland to close out the year. So again, Pittsburgh played well against those two big dogs in division last year. It's a different team. I'm not pretending like there isn't turnover, but eight and a half does feel, I mean, that is, that's, that's one of the bigger drop-offs as far as expectations from last year to what the market set at this year. And then what's Cleveland? What, what's Cleveland at 10? 10 and a half. 10 and a half. There I mean, Cleveland, it. I mean, we really, I mean, if you watch them defensively last year, they were not good. I mean, they tried to play zone against them. They couldn't do it. They tried to put, they had Denzel Ward trying to cover try, the Kelsey, a, third, a, a second and 20 from the Kansas from their own, uh, from the Browns, like 22 yard line. They've got Kel they got Denzel Ward trying to cover Kelsey. He runs a pivot route. And next thing you know, he's launching into the end zone for a touchdown to go up 13 to three. I mean, I, I, I didn't get the plan. Is the plan going to be better? Is it Clowney going to be the other rusher to Garrett? They did a good job against Garrett in that game. They really did. Now, Fisher was still playing with the, with the Chiefs in that game. He had not torn his Achilles at that point. But I'm a little bit worried about a defense that gave up as many points as Cleveland did last year. Are they that improved? Are they that improved? With Greg Newsom and Troy Hill as the two additions along with Clowney. Are they that improved? I, I have my doubts after watching that tape. And, the and I know picks. why the line is six and a half. I, well, I said Newsom. Yeah, I no, said Newsom right. is you're a right. first-round pick. Pardon me. All right, so... I mean, I, I'm I'm a little bit worried about after watching that tape because I just felt like scheme-wise, they didn't do the things to take away the game. I mean, they gave up so many big plays in that game. You know, third, letting Henny scramble around for a first down. He's not going to beat you throwing the ball. Keep him in the pocket. He's not going to beat you throwing the ball. You had the ball back with four minutes to go in the game. It's your game to win, and you couldn't get a first down. You could, you had a punt against Kansas City's defense. Now, they get Beckham back, that'll certainly help. 
you know, but I tell you what, you know, last and Donovan People Jones played really well in that game. So I, I think this ten and a half on Cleveland is a big number. Feels heavy. And I, I'm not sold that I'm not sold that they're as good defensively. And that leads me to Baltimore, which I think Baltimore's gonna be just better. If not, I mean Baltimore I mean, last year we watched it. I mean, Baltimore, you know, remember that Monday night game, Patrick? Baltimore went up and down the field mm-hmm. on, on Cleveland. You know, that game went to overtime. What was it, 47 to 42? Went into overtime. I mean, Cleveland, you know, they gave up 35 to Tennessee. They, they, I mean, every, I mean, Jacksonville gave up 25. I mean, the only team that really they held down was, and this is a little bit misleading because they played two games at home. In November, the first and the fifth, and the gales of Lake Lake Erie came roaring in there. They played Vegas with that bad win. Vegas only scored; they lost sixteen to six, and then they you know they beat Houston ten to seven, and and that was really the only time they played good defense the whole year. I I want to just I mean think about it. Yeah, I, I, I just think we're running away with it a little bit. I I would caution us. You know, and watching that tape, I mean, like, there was so many. I mean, they gave up 7.2 yards per attempt last wow. year. They gave up 31 touchdown passes last year. 31 touchdown passes. It didn't get better in the playoffs either. They, they allowed 44% on third down. You know, in the playoffs, they allowed 52% on third down. I knew their pass defense I mean, defense so, like, I know they did. It was bad, and, it, and we're kind of forgetting it, is my point. Yeah. We're forgetting it. And it may be better this year with Newsom and with Troy Hill and maybe with someone else with Garrett. But they had Garrett last year, you know. And, you know, they built leads, but they just couldn't, to me, when they couldn't close that game down. And then when you look at Mayfield in the playoffs, Mayfield went down to 6.6 yards per attempt. Because why? Because all the teams understood what he was trying to do. He couldn't get any of those bootlegs where he has guys running wide open on double moves. Everybody defended it much better. And I think that's going to carry over a little bit into the season. So, I, 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 look, I think Cleveland had every opportunity to win that game. Every opportunity. And should have won the game if they were really right where they need to be. And I'm not sure they're there yet. The Ravens are set at 11. That's juiced up to the under. I want to clarify something here. So the Browns right now are 10 and a half. To, to your point, I think it's a little heavy. I feel like that t- should be 10. Uh, by the way, everywhere is juiced up on the over. So that could be headed to 11 as well. The market's bullish on the Browns right now. Question for you. Roster for roster. Ravens, Browns, who are you taking? I think forget I would take coaching, the Ravens, Patrick. Forget coaching, forget quarterback. Yeah, I think I would take the Ravens. I think the Ravens are better on defense, and I think they're they're as good. You know, the, the, probably the ball, Cleveland's a little better offensively at the skill position, whether Bateman comes through or what, what happens with Sammy Watkins. I don't know. I think those are the two question marks for Baltimore. But I, I would say probably Baltimore the way I look at it. And by the way, you know, Bateman's having a great camp. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's not on the field, he's having a great camp. Exactly, it's amazing. Exactly. So you know, so he's you, like that episode of Mash where they had that. Do- he's like that episode of Mash where they had that doctor come in and, and nobody knew who he was, but he was getting paid to help the orphans out. You know, it's like what a wonderful guy this guy. You know, he's in the, we never seen him, but he's a wonderful guy. Bateman's not on the field, but he's having a great camp. The contrast with the Browns problems on the back end. Baltimore problems rushing the quarterback. Problems with the pressure on the front end. Adding Houston, I think helps. Yeah. I, I, and I think they'll they'll figure out a way to pressure the quarterback with their scheme. I think Baltimore's tough on defense. I, I agree. And p- players that aren't even playing, aren't even practicing, are having tremendous camps. When we come back. Tremendous camps. <laughs> Storylines coming out of training camp with Michael Lombardi. That's next right here on the Lombardi line. Remember, you missed anything? M. Lombardi NFL on Twitter. We're at VEASAN Live. And for all the information, just go to VEASAN.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lombardi line here on a Friday. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Visa Studios here at the South Point, lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi hanging out in Jersey. I have bad news. I, as all know, you're a yeah. big Miami Heat fan. Well, the breaking news yes. as I walked into the studio was Andre Iguodala yes. leaving your beloved Heat. He's returning to where he won championships. To uh, Golden State. To Golden State. I, I know that that's hard for a Heat fan like yourself, a long-tenured Heat fan like yourself. How are you feeling? But I think we've improved the team. I think that they've done a good job improving the team. So we can let Iguodala go. I'm pretty content. I think they made enough moves to really help the team. So I thought the Victor Oladipo signing back was interesting. They must know more about his medical than, than I do because he looked like he may be at the end of his career. So yeah, that was an interesting signing back. I'm, I'm sure they've the, – the Heat are too smart not to have protected themselves. Oh, by the way, did you see Daryl Morey and, and Joel Embiid playing tennis together the other day? Oh, really? Was, did you uh, see that? I, I, I didn't realize yeah. you could play tennis, tennis lay, laying down on the court. 
Yeah, how many times do you think he's on the ground on a tennis court? I mean, what's he over under? Britain, get those numbers up on the floor. You know, you know what I don't. Uh, I'm sorry. You know I, what I don't, I don't, don't need, Michael. You know what I don't need. I don't need the president yes. of, of basketball operations playing with the star. I'm sorry. I don't need that. I, I, I'm just telling you, they're out there playing tennis together. I saw a picture of it. I, I feel the same way you do, but I'm just report. I'm just giving information. Maury, Maury, Maury does this. He had the bromance with Harden, and he he kind of he really gravitates towards his star. By the way, did you see what happened with Simmons? He's cut off all communication with the 76ers organization, and he's yeah. open to going to yeah, the Warriors. That guy that wrote that tweet, I mean, he's been so wrong on every Simmons thing. I'm not buying it. I'm not going to mention his name. Give me a name or it didn't happen. But that, yeah, I think it's Jason Dumas or something like that. He's from San Francisco. Go back and read his tweet. Simmons getting traded today. I mean, come on, stop. All right, enough. Of course he's not talking to the 76ers. Like, his clutch management, that's what he has them for. When is a player ever talking to the team? Now, Doc calls him on the phone and says, you know, like, seriously, why are we making a big deal out of that story? That's what he hired clutch management to do. You talk to them, and they'll talk to me. That's just the way it is. Look, I know you don't. You think Aaron Rodgers was talking all the t- time to, 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 to El Presidente Murphy? No, he was dealing with Dave Dunn was calling. Wait, were there issues with Aaron Rodgers in the front office? Did I miss something? <laughs> you missed that. Yeah, you did. You, you, just, you were asleep. That was when you were away. I know. For the last I, eight months. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. They've reminded me. Hey, um, I, I know you don't care about this, yeah. but I, I just have to throw it in. The 76ers signed Andre Drummond. Now, it's not a concern of yours. I just wanted to let you know that Andre Drummond not, has not, not at all. signed with the 76ers. Does he help that team? You know, I mean, look, Andre Delman can rebound. He's a low-post player. It'll be interesting to see how that all works. He's only 20. You know, I just saw he's only 28 years old. Yeah, It's kind of remarkable. He's still a young player that was really playing well for Detroit and then kind of has fizzled down. Now he's on a minimum contract. I mean, the guy does have some talent, and he can put the ball in the basket. We shall see. I mean, he can rebound. That's the one thing we do know is he's a proficient rebounder, something I thought Dwight Howard did very well. Andre Drummond, well, we maxed him, and that was the issue. Detroit maxed him, and somehow they unloaded him to Cleveland where he had an opt-in. The issue with Andre Drummond is when he was born, because if Andre Drummond was born in – if he was playing in 1988, he'd be Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's just a low-post player, you know? But we have two of them now. We're collecting relics. We're, we're, the, we're going through the, uh, you know, our antique show here in, in Philadelphia. They're going through having an antique show. Center, low post centers, have two of them. Why not? Just for a point of distinction, can you not say we when talking Philly? Because I thought we were on the we train with Miami. I'm sorry. I am. I, just, I corrected myself. I corrected myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Berman had an interesting, interesting yeah. text because, and this was something Britain brought up as well, When I asked you roster for roster, Cleveland and Baltimore, there was a slight hesitation. I think that points to what Cleveland has done personnel-wise that we're even having the conversation, how quickly. I mean, offensively, Cleveland's offensive line is really good. And their skilled players with, with Beckham back, with Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. I mean, I think Cleveland's really good. They should not, they should not, they, if they get the ball with five minutes to go in a game and, you know, down by five, they should win that game and not get the ball back. That's how good I think they are. Coming out of Jets training camp, it appears Robert Salah is, quote, captivating New York. When we go. <laughs> He's captivating New York. When we get, look at Michael. When we come back, we'll throw up the Jets board and get into Robert's Law captivating the city of New York. It is the Lombardi line on a Friday.
It's the best. It's the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide. In it, Matt Humans has his favorite win totals. It, that's worth $19.99 right there. Analysis of every team, VEASAN expert picks, power ratings, and data. Order now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Humans will win you money just for the $19.99 you're going to invest. Get an all-access free trial right now. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Again, for the whole entire season, to have that kind of security right there with you for $19.99. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, presented by BetMGM, it's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. Breaking news, Michael Lombardi, here on VEASAN. Josh mm. Allen has agreed to a new deal with the Bills. He's going to average $43 million a year compensation on Josh Allen's new deal, as reported by Schefter and many others. Six-year deal worth $258 million, including $150 million guaranteed. He is now extended through 2027. It's a six-year deal. Your thoughts on Josh Allen extending? Well, I mean, look, the, you know, the easier deals to do are the deals of a player that you feel is in a certain level. And when Watson's deal came in or when Dak's deal comes in, and we know Mahomes is the bar is the top. So this is an easy deal to do. You either want to pay it or you don't. And it's easy for Josh Allen because He's in that elite class the way he played last year. Now he's got to duplicate it again, and you're taking the risk, and you feel really good about it. And it's harder for, like, Baker Mayfield because you can't put Baker Mayfield in this category. That's not Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's not going to carry the team. The team's going to help carry Baker. So these are the easier deals to do. This is why his deal gets done before Baker. Baker wants to be in this market. The Browns don't want to be in this market. So my initial reaction is this is easy to do. The hard one is the ne- is is somebody like Baker. Josh Allen, complete unicorn and an anomaly. Michael, we may never see a player ever go 52% completion, right around 58% completion, yeah. and then the third year in the pros where he wasn't a completion guy in college, jumped to almost 70%. We may never see that again. No, it, it just defied all my logic, and I was not a big Josh Allen fan because of those, because of that accuracy, the concerns of his accuracy. But I think Brian Dable did a nice job of really utilizing Cole Beasley, 82 catches over 11, 10 yards a catch as the outside runner, and he completed those passes. And so he was able to help him get some confidence on those short throws and get him going. And I think it made all the difference in the world. And they were stretching the ball down the field, which that's what makes the completion percentage even more fascinating. The average went up. I mean, it's just, it's really insane. And by the way, if in the future, if you could call him Dr. Beasley, that would be much appreciated. Yes. Thank you. I will do that. Now I, I've got a lot of that. We need a scorecard or something here. Coach. We got doctor. You know, we got Dr. Cousins. We've got uh, Dr. Beasley. And then of course we've got coach there in New York running the offense. Hey, um, quickly on, mm-hmm. Allen. We need a scorecard. Yeah, we do yeah. need. A, we need. We need a running scorecard. You're, there's no reason to believe that last year. I'll use the word again. Was an anomaly. I mean, his numbers went up from you know 3K yeah. the previous year. He had over 4,500 passing yards last year. 37 touchdowns and 10 picks. Remarkably accurate. No reason to be concerned moving forward. You know, I mean, go back to the Houston playoff game a couple years ago. In the first half, he looked great. The second half, he looked like a different player, right? That's right. You know, is we going to see that as the season evolves? I don't know. You know, obviously, Buffalo doesn't feel that way. You know, Buffalo came in and they paid them all the money they needed to pay them. They've got their quarterback of the future. This is the guy they believe in. And so, if it worked once, you'll get them to do it again. I think that's ultimately what Buffalo believes. I do get concerned where it's almost, it's not just, listen, he wasn't terrible his sophomore year in the pros, but last year was such a glowing, I mean, that it's was just, just a distinctive play. It's so distinctly different than what had, he had seen for two years. And I'm not saying that Dayball didn't help and Diggs didn't help, but that was such a jump. There must be a, a, a semblance of a regression. Now, again, what he does for you as well is he's a hell of a runner too, Michael. 
Yeah, no, and that that, that ability to, to, to force the defense to defend the width and the length of the field with his arm and with his side. I mean, this is a big man now. When he comes out there running, this is a big man. He's hard to get on the ground. You're concerned about him taking too many hits, but he's a big man all the way. And I think that ultimately, you know, his foot movement and his ability to kind of make loose plays gives him such an advantage because he can throw the ball anywhere he wants on the field. To be anywhere. fair, and to be fair, tremendous character as well with Allen. Great kid, you know, and I mean, they, they feel really good about him. They feel comfortable. I wonder how Mitchell feels today, knowing that his starting quarterback got all this money. I mean, you know, what's he thinking? Word out of training camp. I'm never going to play here. Word out of training camp is, is Mitch is having a great, having camp, a great right? camp, and he's in a perfect spot mm-hmm. there in Buffalo. Your thoughts? Right. I think so, too. Yeah. You know, I think so, too. <laughs> I know too. you do. I know you do. 13-3 uh, and three for the Bills last year. I didn't year. rate Mitchell. I didn't rate Mitchell. I did not rate Mitchell. Just FYI, I did not rate Mitchell. So the tiers, which Michael, which Michael is referencing, we start tomorrow. Michael Lombardi, we're going to have Saturday, Sunday. The next week on Saturday and Sunday, he's going to unveil his top 32 quarterbacks, or he's going to rank the 32 quarterbacks as starters. We should have, like, a Hall of Fame wing that also includes the Trubiskys, and underneath them, those that had so much potential and are setting themselves up for a comeback. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we'll see. But you need reps to make this comeback. I mean, I think you really need to see how is he ever going to get coming back? Where is he going to play to come back? I mean, I think that's the biggest question about MVP Mitch. How's he going to get there to play? Who's going to put him in the lineup? Maybe, you know, God forbid something happens to Josh Allen, then he would have to play. 13-3 and three last year for the Bills, as, of course, the breaking news, Josh Allen has extended a six-year extension with the Bills. You heard it here first on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and the Lombardi line. The win total set at 11 on this team this year. They're, of course, favorites in division, Michael Lombardi, at minus 150. They're 10-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, look, I think I'm going to go back and watch Buffalo and Indy again. I'm going to watch them against Kansas City. The key for me, can Buffalo duplicate what they did offensively? A. B, can they rush the passer? I think those are the two things they've got to be able to do. I'm not sure they're there at that point yet. I think they could be I think be- they've got to improve on those two areas. I think they could be better, Michael, on defense this year, and that was a hell of a defense last year, Buffalo. Yeah. It, it, but, I mean, they got to get to pass. they got to be able to get to the passer. They got to be able to get there. You know, the leading sacker, you know, on the team was AJ Klein at five and a half, along with along with uh, uh, the the outside rusher for Jerry Hughes. Yeah. So it's going to be challenging for them to do that. Maybe a flyer there in division on the Patriots with the the overwhelming favorite, the Bills at minus one fifty. Again, if you're just joining us, Josh Allen extension through twenty twenty seven, a six year deal. He's gonna get hundred and fifty guaranteed with the Buffalo Bills. So the deal is done for Josh Allen, whose third year in the NFL was otherworldly. When we come back, Steam, your boy, Josh Applebaum's gonna join right He's here. Back. <laughs> the Lombardi line. I love it. Presented by BetMGM. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summer's heating up over at BetMGM. Sign up now. Use the bonus code VSIN600, and your first wager is free up to 600 bucks. Risk-free. I mean, you can't beat this. Bonus code VSIN600 over at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Simply download the app, BetMGM, or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN600 to get back up to $600 on your very first wager. It's a new customer offer. It's paid for in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Again, you got a problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER the Lombardi line as we welcome you back. I'm just getting the information again on Josh Allen. We broke it here. Josh Allen has agreed to a six-year contract extension with the Bills. He's going to get 150 mil guaranteed of that 258 on the extension after that huge third season with the Bills, Michael Lombardi. We're going to welcome in, of course, Josh Applebaum now, who wants to talk about the Bills. Hey, Josh, Market Insights, of course, Mm -hmm. is grinding. Quickly, before we get to your thoughts on the Bills, Thoughts on that gold medal game coming up tonight. First off, the number, what, 13 and a half and 175 and a half? Is that where you are? Yeah, Patrick, Michael, great to be with you. Happy Friday here. And you're right, Patrick. So uh, we've seen this movement toward Team USA to win the gold. They were, I think they open around minus 12-ish, uh, up to around 13, 13 and a half right now. So you've seen a lot of action come in on Team USA. You know, one thing I'll mention with Team USA is, you know, we had a great opportunity when they got down to minus 200 to win the gold because Michael, Patrick, we've been talking about this quite a while. They opened minus 1,000 to win the gold. They really stumble out of the gate. They have those three losses, Nigeria, Australia, France. And you're saying, ooh, something's bad. Team USA, I don't know if they can do it. They get down to minus 200. They start to get their groove. They got the reinforcements with Booker and and uh, and Middleton and Holiday. Uh, maybe learn from their losses a bit. Get at, more acclimated to each other. We're seeing them one win away from getting the gold. So my thing would be, you know, you're too late to the party now. But if you located and isolated that minus 200, you're definitely feeling good right now. Uh, and then of course, Patrick, keep an eye out for Team USA as a live line opportunity. If you don't, if you're missing the good number now, and it is, you know, steam that word, Michael, moving to Team USA. Uh, you can always look at are they up by two at halftime? Are they down by three at halftime? They've been a really good live line team where they kind of get out to these slow starts, then they really turn it on at halftime and start to roll. So again, if you don't want to get in pre-flop, could be a live line opportunity if it's kind of an iffy, iffy game at halftime. 
And of course, Steam. I think that's great advice. I, I, ahead, I think that's great advice, Patrick. I think this is the perfect opportunity to, if I'm assuming you can watch it, but through the commercials, I think that's going to be the challenge. <laughs> is to live bet it to see what the hell's going on, kind of indicate it, get it going, you know, and, and offset any damages that you might have. If you see that this is going to be a, a route, or if you think that it's going to. Uh, you know, be a tighter game, and then you go with France and take the points because I think that that will be a, certainly that second half. The way the United States has played recently is a great indication of what you could do on live betting. Yeah, well put, both of you. Yeah, as or as my mother says, can I find it on the Peacock? You know, they're 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 pushing they're pushing that Peacock app. She said, "I'm going to look at the Peacock." Okay, you do that, mom. Uh, okay, Josh, as we welcome you in, you also had thoughts on the, that win total, which is set at 11, 110 up and down right now at BetMGM on the Bills, and they do re up, so maybe good vibes with Josh Allen and the Bills here. Yeah, you're exactly right, Patrick. So, Michael, I want to kind of just get your thoughts on, obviously, the deal here. It makes a total sense for uh, the Bills. You draft this guy seventh. He's made uh, vast improvements. Michael, you've talked about how, you know, it's kind of rare to see a quarterback come in and have his completion percentage go, you know, up so much just in a few short seasons. So, uh, Patrick, you mentioned six years, $258 million. Bills Mafia is probably ecstatic today, locking up Josh Allen. But, Michael, it gives us a chance to, to really look at the Bills and their win total and maybe some other betting opportunities that you look at Buffalo this year. You know, we've seen them steadily get better each year with Josh Allen, six and 10, 10 and six. Then they break through last year, 13 and three. They win a couple playoff games against the Colts, against Baltimore. You know, they hit, they hit the, the stumbling block there against KC in the AFC championship game, lose 38 to 24. But this is a team that I think the foundation under McDermott, who by the way, plus 1800 coach of the year, you're feeling pretty good about what this team is doing and the way they're trending. So Michael, I wanted to ask you, their win total is 11. It's minus 110 both sides. I believe it was 10 and a half earlier this offseason so there could have been some money 10 and a half quickly up to 11 uh, to make the playoffs minus 350 to win the AFC East Michael are they your pick to win the AFC East they're a minus 150 favorite we're also looking to win the AFC second best odds behind KC plus 650 Super Bowl plus 1200 third best odds between after uh, KC and Tampa Bay and Josh Allen plus 1200 MVP so Michael uh, is this a team you would lean over that 11 win total with any reservations with the, the Bills and do you think they're going to win that AFC East? And maybe would you ride them with any of these, uh, you know, AFC or Super Bowl odds? Well, I mean, obviously, they, you know, last year we saw them play against Kansas City, and you know, they got they couldn't hold Kansas City. Kansas City scored 38 on them. Cleveland actually did a better job defensively. Now we know Mahomes got hurt in that game, but I, I think the questions for me are always going to be how good are they on defense? And whenever your defense has some question marks about them, I mean, you know, last year Josh Allen threw for 6.6 yard, 6.8 yards per attempt. The defense threw for 7-1 against them in the playoffs difference, right? So you, you've got to be able to play high-level defense, you know, whereas in the, in the regular season, Josh Allen threw for eight yards per passing attempt, and the defense was at 6-9. But we have to look at the playoff statistics more than the regular season statistics because that's the level of comp that's going to indicate to us really what this is all about, right? So for me, I, I think as that's that looks like when you look at the schedule and the schedule gets tougher, I think going over 11 is going to be a real challenge for them. I, I don't see them as 12 and 5. I think they're going to lose some games. I think New England will beat them in one of those games. Do I think Miami could beat them? Yeah. You know, when you go through it, I think they're going to have a hard time beating the Chiefs. You know, the Tennessee game will be a tough game for them. I mean, you know, the Colts, depending on where the Colts are. The Bucks, we know that'll be a harder game. You know, I, I think when you look at it and you say, okay, where are the six losses coming from? I think you can find six. Maybe you can't find seven. That's why you come to the Lombardi line, because Josh, as you know, everyone else is recommending an auto bet on that over 11 on Buffalo. But Michael Lombardi's the one, to, first off, <laughs> nobody's more knowledgeable, but the one that said, pump the brakes a little bit here. I know it's a 13-win team last year, and you expect them to get better. Uh, but it sounds like, Michael, you're saying you feel as though they're right around an 11-10 win team. And secondly, are we still calling them the Buffalo Bills, or are we going to start calling them Austin? 
<laughs> uh, well, no, I think we're going to call him Buffalo. I can't imagine that not being the case. But I think this, Patrick, I think what, what my point about the, when you see the flip of numbers, you know, Josh Allen 6 8 in the playoffs, really 8 0 in the regular season. The game, the game, the true measure of who you are as a football team. And the true measure for us is a betting network. And for us as betters, giving out advice, is we have to look at those playoff games because that's against the best level of comp that we can find. Now, look, you know, I know Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Berman's upset with Greg Roman and that 17-3 to mm-hmm. loss that Buffalo dished out to him for good reason. But when you look closely at these playoff numbers and you look at what they're able to do, what they couldn't do defensively against the better teams – I mean, last year in the playoffs, they allowed 50% completion on third down, conversion on third down. I mean, the Colts were close to beating them. They were almost didn't get there. Yeah. So they've got to make substantial improvements. And what concerned you last year is they gave up almost five yards of carry on the ground in the playoffs. Teams ran the ball on them, 87 carries for 427 yards, 4.9 yards per carry. So how good are they on defense? And then I think losing Andre Roberts hurts them. I think Andre Roberts was a huge factor in their team because he really set the stage in the kicking game. He was really good on punt and kickoff returns. It didn't show up in the playoffs, but typically during the regular season. But let's not get fooled by the regular season. Let's not get fooled by that. Let's focus on the the, the, the playoffs, and that's going to lend us to the over totals on the on the on the whole season. Because when you place those good teams, it's like a playoff game. Josh, based on what Michael Lombardi is saying, by the way, MGM has in division the Bills a 150 favorite. I'm looking at another book. They've got the Bills a 180 favorite. So based on what Michael's saying, it should make you happy as a Patriot fan because you can get them almost four to one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited here. We're, uh, Michael, you you would be losing your mind here in New England every day. It's how did Mac Jones look? How did, how did Cam Newton look? So it's just kind of uh, craziness in both directions. But I would say one thing real quick about Buffalo guys uh, and Michael and Patrick. This is something we've been looking at for weeks now. Buffalo week one against Pittsburgh was minus six and a half. We were saying, hey, this thing is trending up to seven. If you like Buffalo, you may want to get it sooner rather than later. While we're watching the Hall of Fame game last night, Bills went to minus seven last night, week one, six and a half up to seven. So you missed that key number, unfortunately. Now the Bills win by seven, week one against Pittsburgh. You push, you know, again, this is something that you want to jump on these lines. It's tough. It's really hard in the offseason because it's so far away. There's so many variables. But if you walk a tightrope and maybe you got the six and a half, you're feeling good right now because Bills are now minus seven, week one against Pittsburgh. Well, it, it, but Josh, it had to move there. I mean, the money was all coming in on Buffalo. If if it wasn't going to move there, it was truly one of your classic line freezes because <laughs> there, what, we have so much money coming in. I mean, now I know there's only 3,500 tickets, but when you're getting when you're getting 90% of the money coming in on one team, you've got to shift the line a little bit. You got to try to get people to go back to the other side. So for me. I don't think there was anything Pittsburgh did in that game last night to make you feel like that that Buffalo should get add an extra half point to the to the to the to the line. But I just think to me, people are so high on Buffalo, and even now with this contract, they have nothing to worry about. They're going to be riding the Bills pretty high. I love the Bills. I do. I just think there's some issues that they're going to have to get worked out come playoff time. Seven, a key number. Jump from six and a half to seven. Week one, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Quick response from you, Michael. Then, Josh, get a baseball play ready on the way out here on a Friday. James Washington, the receiver there in Steelers, is being reported. He's asking for a trade. Michael, your thoughts? I love James Washington coming out in the draft. I was I was a huge James Washington fan. I just think James Washington has a hard time transitioning from knowing what to do from the play call to getting it on the field. I think he makes way too many mental mistakes. I think that's what's hindered his career. Josh, give us a couple of winners on the way out here, baseball. And Mr. Baseball, if you got one, you go ahead too. <laughs> Yeah, try my best. Thank here, you. Guys. I can I add th- to it. Thank yeah. you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick one, guys. We're going to uh, we're going to Chicago. Uh, you know, interleague series here, Cubs and White Sox. Big move to the White Sox here. If you want to sweat Chicago, the White Sox. That is uh, minus one forty five up to around minus one eighty five. We've seen these non division favorites in these, especially interleague games, especially interleague favorite line moves. Ten cents or more do very well. That's sixty one percent this year. Uh, White Sox off loss sixty four percent. Big move to the Colorado Rockies, and then also late night guys, Dodgers really good schedule spot they had a day off as a favorite angels played yesterday in travel looking at those three white Sox, colorado rockies and the dodgers mr baseball i like the marlins and the game would go under nine and a half if it's still there short and sweet nobody better than michael lombardi the tears are coming tomorrow here on the lombardi line michael have a great friday i'll see you 
Josh, Thanks, Patrick. you too. Thank you, Britain. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Josh. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> the nuts next. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.